my voice won't overpower yours. <laughs> you heard the click, didn't you? I did. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles the Punk Goes Ellipses series. Sorry, Fearless Records Punk Goes Ellipses series. Yes. Yep. Still was not able to uh, pull one over on you in regards to, you know, a surprise introduction. No. I am not just a pretty face, as they say. I mean, you do have that, but, oh. you know, yes, there is more layers to you than just that. <laughs> I'm like an onion. <laughs> <laughs> what's, a, what's a good alternative? I mean, like, a rose has lots of layers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there you go. And it's I don't nasty. hate the onion thing, even though it's from Shrek, but... I mean, I love onions. I hate them. They upset my stomach, something fierce. So just onion rings then? Yeah. Yep. I don't know if it's... Yeah. There's, like, onion rings I can do, but, like, onion in food, just not. So should I stop putting onion in the food that I cook then? No, it's fine. I don't know. It's one... Like, it's... It's probably similar to, like, milk, yeah? Like, I probably Mm. shouldn't have it, but I have it anyway, and then I feel sick afterwards, but then I keep doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It could also be something like red versus brown onions. I don't know. Mm. I feel like red onions aren't as bad. Yeah, there's something about them. Yeah. It's like the burger place we used to go to before lockdown used to do the onion rings, but they were red onions. Yeah. They were so good. Mm. They were just, just fat with batter. Like, they were just so good. Yeah, for me, my doom food is probably M&M's because I know that I won't stop eating them. And if I eat, <laughs> if I eat too much, then I get, like, you know, probably a mouth ulcer on every corner of my mouth. And because I bought a, a box of peanut M&M's while you were away visiting your parents, mm-hmm. I now I'm experiencing that pain. I've got a mouth ulcer. <laughs> We never learn, do we? No. <laughs> and I knew, I fully knew. I was like, yeah, that's going to actually cause me pain. But $6. I want some M&M's. Mm. I want some peanut M&M's. Well, <laughs> shit is all I can say to that. Yeah. I am desperately trying to think of a segue into this week's song, but I'm just going to say this week's song is... Atlantic by Grayscale, which mm-hmm. they then covered for Punk Goes Acoustic 3. 5. Wait, no. 3. Sorry, I read the notes wrong. I saw Punk Goes Acoustic V with a full stop, but you meant version 3 or volume 3. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long life. <laughs> far out. I hate when people say to me, like, I'm, I feel like I'm allowed to feel old at 31 years old. I hate yeah. when people then turn around and go, you're still young. It's like, yeah, but I'm... I've been alive for the longest I've ever been alive right this second. Yeah. 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 Well, it's not getting, it's not really getting better body-wise for me. <laughs> it's all downhill. It's all downhill. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, yeah, I want to be able to just be a curmudgeon. I want to complain about <laughs> it. And if I want to complain about feeling old, then I'm going to complain about feeling old. Don't, don't turn around and be like, but you're still young. Yeah. It's funny how, like, I used to think that, like, 30-year-olds were quite old when they really aren't. But then also, I totally get why we as 31 and 29-year-olds feel old, because... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? This is the dumbest intro we've ever done. I think I'm it's just going to go ahead and 
flag that. So apologies to Richard and maybe two other people. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's good. I think we're doing good. I slightly related to just our general podcast. I had the best drive home last night because I was just blasting Blink One Eighty Two the whole time. <laughs> it was so good, and it almost made me not feel as terrified about being in traffic. Yeah. So, yeah. I did see that. So you you must have made some new mix CDs. Yeah. Cuz you had cuz you had driving mix. So <laughs> So, that one is from that would be 2007 that I made that I reckon and that was for my mum. Oh, okay. Um and I brought it back home with me because it's just cute that I a assumed that mum would want to have to have a to have a mix, have a mix I listened to, <laughs> and b I just yeah I like seeing those like time capsules of like my mental process of making a mix at the time, um, but yeah for some reason my car the CD player doesn't work anymore which is just useless um, so yeah it was just MP3s plugged into the cigarette thing. I did you check the boot because the the CD changer might be in the boot. <laughs> CD changer. That's when. So like when you first had cars that had CD players. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know if it was like all cars, but I had a friend in school whose dad had the CD player, mm-hmm. and you put the CDs like you insert into the CD changer in the boot of the car. Oh, that's really funny. And so like you could get maybe six CDs in there. So that was. That was cool. You'd have a number of CDs in in the car, mm. um, but yeah, you had to you had to go through the boot to to get them out. <laughs> it was hilarious. Nah, mine is just old, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I'm getting super into CDs again for some reason. I don't know why, because I've had a CD player this whole time. But now that I've got Richard S. He's old Sanio. CD slash cassette player. I've decided that I'm huge on CDs again. <laughs> and it's not like it's not like it's it's not. I mean, it's not like your CD collection is huge, but you've always sort of you've always sort of you know progressively not progressively but like continually purchased CDs. Yeah, and it's never you know you know you don't buy hundreds a year, but you no. you know you have always continued to buy CDs where I've very comfortably gone on to just streaming mm. very easily I've gone into streaming I don't know why I do still collect them but yeah it's just that sort of completionist thing in me where if I love a band and they release a CD and it's a decent one it's just like well yeah of course I want to own like a hard copy mm. of that but it's just that tactile experience I think I've gone the opposite end because I when I first got a Kindle yeah. That inspired me to read. Yes. And so I got a Kindle in t- the Christmas of 2011. Mm-hmm. And so for years I've read digitally, but then it was only the last couple of years that's like, oh no, I like reading books. Yeah. So now I buy a lot of... Uh, I, I haven't read a digital book in, um, you know, since I think the beginning of last year. Yeah. Everything's been physical. Mm. I just, yeah. I don't know. I like having collections of things, but we don't have the space for it. So no, <laughs> that's fine though. I just I look at those Sam Sutherland videos, and it's like his book collection is insane. I know, so good. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, engines are rolling. Yep. Time to get revved up like our neighbour downstairs and talk about Grayscale. Yeah. My eyes are tired, blood pumped with caffeine. This place feels more and more like nowhere to me. I'm sick of waiting for a fire to ignite. I could just leave it without a goodbye. I'll burn down this bridge and set my life up in Take it away, Sam. So I uh, yeah did the did the notes for this one, and, and I literally every other episode we've ever done. Oh, it's... <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I took these from Wikipedia, which I normally do. Uh, I do find it funny. So all right, so Grayscale, they you know the quick stuff first. They were formed in 2011 from Philadelphia. That's in Pennsylvania for anyone who maybe doesn't know. Uh, the band consists of Colin Walsh on vocals, Andrew Kine on lead guitar, Nick Ventimiglia on bass, Dallas Molster on rhythm guitar. I have it written here that he is one letter away from having like the worst, just the worst last name. Uh, and Nick Vino on drums. Mm-hmm. So they got started in 2011, but if you look into their Wikipedia page on their history section... It doesn't start until 2017 when they signed to Fearless Records, <laughs> which makes me wonder, did someone from Fearless Records write their Wikipedia page? Because it's like, that's the most important thing to the band. I mean, I guess maybe from 2011 to 2017, they didn't have their shit together in terms of like marketing copy, that kind of thing. Mm. Like once they signed to Fearless, maybe that was their big get in terms of like we can make this a legit thing. But I'm also very likely just talking nonsense right now. That is quite funny, though. Um, but then, like, so they, they signed in 2017, and then it looks as though that was their first album came out in 2017 as well, right. Ad- Adornment. So they went six years without... We're probably doing demos and EPs. Yeah, so, yeah. So it does make you wonder whether in that time span maybe they were still in high school or... Maybe they were just working regular jobs or something. And, yeah. then, and then they gained enough attention from Fearless to be able to get signed. Because, yeah, like, that's, a, like, obviously it's a good get for anyone. But, yeah, it sort of feels like that gap between Inception and getting signed, like, it feels like a good get to get started with Fearless, if that makes sense. Mm. And it sounds like I'm a marketing shill for Fearless, but I'm not. It's just, yeah. I feel like, especially for their genre, that kind of thing, it's just like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I mean, I'm going to maintain that if Fearless ever wants to sign us as the official... As podcast producers. As the official Punk Goes... Like, as the official Fearless Records presents Punk Goes Pod. Ooh. You know, that would mean they'd pay us, so... Maybe we should pitch them. 
Anyway, we should take this offline. (laughs) (laughs) So they got started in the Philadelphia pop-punk scene, and I was wondering what are some Philadelphia pop-punk bands? And there is, a again, a Wikipedia article on Philly punk. The only two names I recognised, though, were Modern Baseball and The Wonder Years. I am a casual fan of Modern Baseball. I think I've seen them twice. Yeah. Um... And yeah, they're fun. Like, there's... And, like, if them plus these guys are sort of any indication of what Philly pop-punk sounds like, like, I... Yeah, I kind of like it does feel kind of like a distinct genre in itself. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm just pulling up Wikipedia so I can have a look at the article to see if I recognise any others. I'm sure I don't. Uh, So their style has been described as pop-punk as well as blending pure, raw emotion with elements of alternative rock and punk roots. And that's a quote. But I don't know who from, but it was in quotation marks. Well, so There you go. Someone, someone said it at some point. Uh, so, I don't know why I wrote this. If I just Google Grayscale, the front page only redirects you to, or directs you to, cryptocurrency websites <laughs> if i don't do grayscale band if i just do grayscale it's like yeah your bitcoins and your fucking doge coins that's brilliant so yeah like i've just looked at the list of the philadelphia punk scene bands on wikipedia and yeah i recognize a few of them so like there's circus survive there the Dead Milkmen. Oh, I know Circus Survive. Yeah. Like, there's a few where it's just like, oh, yeah, like, Me Without You. Haven't we done Circus Survive? We have. Yeah, Yeah, okay. we did, um... And, and that was another acoustic one. Yeah. yeah. Act Appalled. Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, I see what you mean. Like, the ones that I do recognise, like, it kind of makes sense. That, yeah. Like, I can sort of get a bit of a sense of what the Philadelphia punk rock scene would sound like. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that was an interesting little tangent that I'm sure nobody got any value from except for me. <laughs> um, yeah. So I found this on their website that at the beginning of 2020, Grayscale raised over $6,000 for suicide awareness after Colin's cousin, Thomas Patrick Walsh, took his own life in 2018. He was only 20 years old. Far out. Yeah. So, yeah, they were... Um, yeah, they did a big benefit. For, oh, that's really lovely. For that. Yeah. Yeah. Good on them. Good on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, as I said, Atlantic was released on their 2017 album Adornment. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's not really that much else about them. I mean, it kind of checks out if they've only been sort of around, around for three years. Yeah, if they're only... It feels like 2017 was a million years ago, but it really wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. 2017, yeah, was, that was my last year of uni. Oh, yeah. That was the year we got boss. Mm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so what do you think of this song? I think I like it. Yeah. Yeah, like it has a really catchy chorus mm. like that that chorus has a really good hook to it yep um i'm trying to decipher what it is that plays at the beginning because it's like guitars but then there's something it's probably just a keyboard or something that's also in like backing it up 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just an interesting sound, but um, I don't know. I listened to a bit of their stuff preparing for this episode. They do feel like a band that already kind of has their foot out the door of pop punk, if you know what I mean. Like, not much of what I was listening to made me go, oh yeah, that's a good pop punk band. Right. It kind of was like, I can't remember who it was that did um, We Are The Champions, but it was like listening to them and like looking and it's like so much of their crap was, sorry, so much of their (laughs) stuff was just the lead singer on a piano. Like, oh, you're already thinking about filling out stadiums. Right, yeah. You're already you're already preparing for that, and it's just sort of getting in the door. And it kind of feels like that with Grayscale. Like, I could be wrong, and it's I'm not saying that it's disingenuous or anything like that. It's just, I mean, if you're in a band, your 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 goal should be to you know, be the biggest band in the world. Yeah. Um. And I mean. Yeah, anyway. I mean, yeah, there are, look, there are <laughs> exceptions to you know, people who are like, I'm happy with being in a cover band. Yeah. You know? People who do stick to, stick to their genres. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, if you're going to, if your idea of like, I love pop punk, but I, yeah, I want to sell out a stadium at some point in my career, you're not really going to do that with pop punk, especially not in 2020. Mm. Like your, your name isn't going to be the, the, the head on that marquee. Right. Yeah, you might you might support like a Green Day or something. Yes. But yeah, you sort of have to move away from that sound. Okay, yeah. Yeah, if you know what I mean. I do, um, yes. But back to the song. Yes. It's, I mean, I can definitely, trying to like break it down lyrically, it's definitely comes across to me as like, sort of small town. Yeah, yep. Um, being in a relationship with someone, the relationship has ended, and of course, everything about this small town ties back to this person, so you've got to get away from it. Yeah. Yeah. It very much fits the um, template, I guess, for pop punk. Like, I'm sick of this town, it's too small for me, I have to leave. Yeah, like, yeah. Which, again, it's that thing, like, it's a trope, it's a cliche, because... It's effective, like it works. Yeah. But I don't know, like like watching the music video for this and like the premise is like they're taking like class, like yearbook photos, that kind of thing. Yeah. I couldn't get a read on how old these people are. So again, it's yeah. that thing of like either, like I don't dispute that like it comes from a genuine place either way, but either it makes sense because they are still like in high school or college or whatever the hell or they're older and again it's that sort of small town mentality where it's like as an adult like it sort of makes sense but also you have more agency on of your own decision decisions Mm. so like so it's like so just fucking leave (laughs) like (laughs) yeah um yeah like i yeah i like the song I think I would have liked it as a kid. I like I enjoy it yeah. now, but I feel like I don't know. There's something about that small town trope that I don't know. I spent so much time being like, "Ha, huh, this is a trope," 
as opposed to we're actually feeling the sentiment of it, and probably because I'm 29. But, yeah. like, yeah. It has to... I feel like pop punk can only come out of small towns as well. Like, you, mm. it has to come out of just the sheer boredom of having nothing to do because your town is so small and so just mediocre. I feel like, I don't know, as like someone who grew up legitimately in a small town, and by that I mean on a farm in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like even back then I was still sort of a bit sceptical of listening to these other bands that like came from like Chicago or something like that, being like, oh, I have to get out of this town. Like, mm. it's just like you have so much to do. But it's just that teenage sort of ennui of, like, I'm so bored and, like, nothing's going to change. And, uh, like, I don't know. I think I have a chip on my shoulder because I didn't have, like, the quintessential pop-punk teen upbringing. So Fallout Boy. Yeah. From Chicago. Yes. Are they from Chicago, like, directly in the city or are they from somewhere in Illinois? Ooh, that's a good point. Because they could be from some small town in Illinois. Well, I think that's the thing, is, like, I find it funny because, like, it's that sort of small town mentality, but then there's also that sort of defensiveness of, like, a greater area. That'd be like if I had started a band in high school and been like, oh, I have to get out of Shepherd and it's so small. Like, Mm. it actually isn't. (laughs) Shepherd in itself isn't, but where you... where you lived. Yeah. I mean... I think we're getting into semantics here. Like, but, but, like, I mean... Because it's that thing of, like, you're 45 minutes away from Shepparton, but it's because it's the nearest landmark. You just say, we live in Shepparton. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like sometimes it's it's just easy to say the Mornington Peninsula for me because it's... Because, <laughs> you know, most people know Rye, but you still get some people that are like, where's that? And you just say the Mornington Peninsula and they go, oh, okay. But it's... it's I just like that... Yes, I, I came from a small town as well, but my small town was a city compared to... was a major metropolitan city compared to Katunga, which has probably a population of maybe, like, 60. Uh, uh, hang on, I'm going to have a look. Katunga population. Let's do this. Which I think the... Pen- 996. Okay. At the 2016 census. That's a lot bigger than I was expecting. When I was a kid, it was more in, like, the 600, I think. Yeah. Five to six hundred, but again, like that sort of Katunga is like quite a widespread sort of yeah. Anyway, but do you think with these with these pop punk bands or pop punk leaning bands, do you think they just desperately pine for the days of high school again? I think there's definitely like a prolonged adolescence kind of yeah. thing in pop punk because yeah. that's when it makes the most sense in terms of being earnest and. Mm overwrought and that kind of thing um yeah but the film clip doesn't really match the song no which and that because i sort of watched the film clip well i watched the film clip and i didn't really take notice too much of the lyrics except i did note the um the opening line which is um my sorry my eyes are tired blood pumped with caffeine yeah and it was like I don't know, my high school experience was different, but there was no kids drinking coffee. Yeah. I guess you could say Coke, but you know, when I was in high school, no one was drinking coffee. It, yeah. And that's... 
Yeah, yeah, plenty of kids smoking. Like so many kids smoke, but no, <laughs> no kids were no kids were drinking coffee. I think like that's yeah. It's all these sort of little things that it sort of gets to the crux of like. And again, like I enjoy this song, but there's just a weird sort of mental disconnect. Yeah, the 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 film clip is charming, but I liken it to a Tim and Eric skit. If it was like a Christian group doing a Tim and Eric skit. <laughs> it's sort of, I don't know, it has this kind of sheen over it that sort of, no, this, it's sort, sort of, of like, like sweater vests and yeah, like collared well, shirts. and It kind of makes me think of Napoleon Dynamite. I yeah. think that was written by Mormons or yes, something. apparently, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, it just sort of has that, and it has that kind of like, funny but there's nothing well it's kind of just bland there's nothing challenging about no it. like not anything that's challenging the only about thing it. that i yeah the only challenging thing is like i couldn't quite get a read on what they meant so there's a moment where like one of who i assume is a band members is going up to get his photo taken and the photographer keeps trying to grab for his hand yeah i couldn't tell if that was a gay panic joke or not yeah and it's just like that's it's, it's 2017. Very out of place. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't... I yeah. couldn't... Because it didn't read, like, a sort of affection thing. Like, for instance, like, Frank Iero from, like, him, like, kissing Gerard on the cheek during I'm Not Okay. Like, yeah. That's not gay panic. That's just, I love my friends. And yeah. I like to be silly. Yeah. Like, and it's like, and we're really comfortable with one another. Like, exactly. Me kissing you on the cheek does not mean that we're automatically gay. Yeah. Yeah. It just means that, like, I love my friends. Yeah, but there was something about this, it didn't read the same. Like, it's sort of... Because it was, again, Mm. like, the dude is sort of, like, moving his hand away, like, very Melania Trump, sort of, like, don't touch me kind of thing. But, like, (laughs) it just, it didn't, it read as if it was made in, like, poor taste or, like, ill will. Yeah. The kind of gag. Um, Yeah, so... I don't know. It's funny, like, the more we talk about this song, it sort of is... Is there something underlying? Like, it's not sinister or anything. No. It's just... It feels like there's a lot more artifice to it than I realised at first. Yeah. Because, yeah, at first I was like, oh, yeah, fits the bill. Like, I liken it to, like, a song... Hang on. Like, yeah, I liken it to, like, the closing track on We The King's, like, self-titled album, which is, again, like, that's sort of the opposite, but they're basically, like, very passionate about their town and, like, I'll come home at some point, like, you'll always be there for me, blah, blah. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's always that dichotomy, like, either you stick up for and defend your hometown till the end or fuck this place, I need to leave kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, then there's just all these little things. It's like, I can't read where they were at in their life when they wrote this so it's yeah potentially there's some sort of disingenuous like element to it and then yeah also like just the optics of the music video and like just all these things it's sort of just it's kind of unraveling in front of my eyes and it's doing my head in because and it's so like the the guitarist who does like the backing vocals yes has a bit of a singing part in the song it's like he's got... I can't remember if he's got the full beard or if he's got a one of the fucking... The ones that I hate. It's like the chin strap beard yeah. with the no moustache, which is just like, fellas, 
what who told you that that is honestly a good look because it's that's a terrible look i'm sorry guys like listen to me who has honestly said hey yeah like a chin strap like you're wearing a helmet looks good if you can't grow a mustache then then don't try <laughs> do what you want with your body i don't care this but... episode is just going all over the place today i love but, it so it's like he's got at least some form of a beard, so he's probably got to be in somewhere in his 20s. I also can't tell what his deal is, because he's just sort of moping around in the film clip. Yeah. Just sort of, like, he's got long hair, and it just sort of covers, covers his face, and it's just kind of like, like, even emo bands at their emo weren't that sort of downtrodden and just meh. Well, yeah, like... Morose. Yeah, it, yeah it's sort of... It doesn't quite capture the energy that pop punk is supposed to mm. capture, and it's weird. Like it just sort of it feels kind of uncanny valley almost. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like the more we explain, try to explain this song, it feels like the further away we're getting yeah. from the point. Yeah. And I'm kind of freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just because it's been a long week and like I'm tired, so like this is breaking my brain way more than it should because usually i'd just be like not for me but i like it it's fine but today i'm just like we have to go deeper yeah, you like, want to dissect it that's great though yeah yeah we're through the looking glass i people. like it um yeah and it's fun, like yeah i sort of like i and again like the more i look at it like by comparison, like modern baseball, for example, like there's a real earnestness behind mm. what they do, what they sing about. Like it checks out, it passes that test of like, oh yeah, this is genuine, whatever. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Mm. I feel like the acoustic version of this song has also made it worse for me. Mm. So maybe we should transition to the acoustic one. The acoustic one. Mm-hmm. All right. Used to be mine, my world used to shine like gold. I wanna go, I wanna go, run from this panic. I need the unknown. I've had enough, I've had enough. Runs to Atlantic, away from this home. Was never strong without you here. Lightning bugs make you reappear. Through the fog, the buildings push through the clouds. I know there's more than what is sold in me down. I'll burn down this bridge and set my. So, the acoustic version for me. Yeah. Kind of sounds like a track that would be playing underneath a sort of like commercial for a company who you don't know what they do <laughs> and they use a whole bunch of buzzwords that make no sense and you don't know what they sell. Have you ever felt unfulfilled with your life? Restless like there's an untrained monkey running amok in your brain? Does it feel as though you have too much money? Well, friend, Synergon is the answer. 
Not only will Synergon relieve you of those pesky money issues, but Synergon will also help you to harness the powers of Asana, Meteorama, Fyragar, and Demi. So Synergon can kick out that pesky monkey in your brain, or at least convince it to start paying rent. Because at Synergon, we are. By listening to my very fast speech, we're entering into a verbal contract that signs your soul essence to 10 million years of service over to Synergon. Synergon can give you magic powers, all of those powers are stolen. No, take it, no, borrow it from video games. You will give Synergon all of your money and they do not believe there is a monkey living in your brain, but if there were a monkey living in your brain, Synergon would have the legal right to name it and Synergon would name the monkey Brent. <gasps> Jesus Christ. And we Fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm not entirely convinced that I'm real right now. Like, I'm actually having an identity crisis as we sit here and record this. So while I played that for you, you took so long to realise that it was me. I... <laughs> I'm actually quite, like, I'm losing my mind. I'm quite upset. So, like... Because <laughs> it, it literally just sounds like... It sounds like a YouTube ad. So I was like, oh, that's really funny. Like, how did you manage to Google that? And then your I was just like, wait, wait. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear it now? I can't, like... And and by the way, all of those magic powers were from video games. That's ridiculous. It's all spells from Final Fantasy or Persona. Fuck. So, like... From, from, from the start to the end, writing it, recording it, and edit, editing it, it took me about 15 minutes. What? Oh, my God. This is why marketing just shouldn't exist. Like... You heard it here first. Marketing is like the most made-up profession ever. If you work in marketing, just quit your job immediately and go work in... I don't know. Be... I don't know. Anyway. Um, fuck. That... Like... <sighs> I, Are you Okay. No, like, I'm actually, like, dissociating <laughs> as we speak. Did I break your brain? A little bit, yes. So, fuck. So, yeah. Those instrumentals are just... If you take the vocals out, yeah, it just... It becomes even more sort of farcical, almost. Like, but then there's something about, like, the vocals being a step down with that sort of happy sort of under... Like, like the music. Like, yeah, to me it reads, like, Christmas music or like yeah. advertising music or which you've explained perfectly just now like and by the way donate to Sinner John um <laughs> it's it's one of those things as well it's like it's not quite saccharine but it's not quite like it's not one of those songs that you go wow this sounds so happy and then you'll you dive into the lyrics and go, oh wow, this is fucked up. Mm. It's, I don't know, it's just... like, it's got a certain melancholy to it, but... But it's not like, again, it's not, it's not semi-charmed life where it's like about my heroin yeah. addiction or whatever it was that he was yeah. hooked on or pumped up kicks where it's about a school shooting. It's yeah. like, it's, I'm sad that my town sucks. Yeah. Get me out of this town. Okay, we'll go. Get in a car and go. <laughs> <laughs> it's moving's not easy but fucking it's i don't know i don't know if it's easier than kicking your heroin addiction 
We are not going into that. That's too much for one episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, like I'm. I'm impressed. Like I'm very impressed. It's just, I don't know. I feel yeah. I feel like if, <laughs> if I pause for a minute, like. I'll end up like floating above myself watching myself record this episode. <laughs> oh man, that was re- really good. <laughs> if you were floating above yourself watching yourself record, what would you uh, say to yourself? I, don't, I think I'd just leave. <laughs> How did I end up here? <laughs> no. Man, I. I'm kind of tempted to just, like, cut the episode right now because, like, I, I don't have any other coherent thoughts beyond that. I mean, it'll be our <laughs> shortest episode to date. But... I feel really mean because, like, this is a band that's active. This is a band that they have an active fan base. Like, their merch is actually quite sick. I was looking at their Twitter before, like... So I look forward to them retweeting us. Oh, I forgot to tell you that Lit liked our tweet last oh, week. Oh, sick! They didn't say anything, but I was just like, fuck yeah. Um, so, but yeah, like, it's kind of... There's no reason for me not to enjoy this, because you don't have to believe in something to enjoy it. Like, that's the whole point of cinema, for, like, the whole suspending disbelief, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's the same with music. But again, mm. there's just something about it that it just doesn't quite click the way I want it to. It's kind of like, I don't know, on the surface you go into it and then the more you go underneath it, it's it's just, it's like a sewer system. It's like on top of a, <laughs> on top of a, and I'm not saying it's shit, it's just like you go. Well, <laughs> you are, if it's a sewer system. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of like, so you got like the lovely like metropolitan city, but then underneath is all the shit like, where the nastiness. Where the Ninja Turtles are. Well, I wa- well, there you go. Yeah, that's always dope. Um, I watched the movie, the the movie yesterday. Um, the movie audition mm-hmm. yesterday. The nineteen ninety nine Japanese movie by uh, Japanese director Takashi Miike, mm-hmm. and for so it goes for just shy of two hours. Yes. For about ninety minutes of it, this movie plays out as a as a romance movie. Yeah. Between a widower and, you know, a woman. And then the last half hour is the woman torturing the guy to the point of, like, trying to kill him. She chops off his foot and, like, paralyzes him. And, yeah, a whole bunch of... And then I learned that the... Which might have been their very first film clip ever. Mm -hmm. um, Or the vampires won't hurt us or you. Vampires will never hurt you. Vampires will never hurt you. But... My Chemical Romance's Honey, This Mirror Ain't Big Enough for the Two of Us. Yeah. The film clip is basically a remake of this movie. So it's it's the thing of, like, if you were to only watch the first 90 minutes of this movie, you would go, oh, okay, that's a movie about a guy trying to find love. Yeah. And then yeah. you get to the last part and you're like, oh, it's something entirely different. Yeah. Because, like, literally when we started this episode, I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Like, yeah. Sort of neutral we, to it, leaning on the positive side. But the more we talk about it, I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. It's not even. It's not even a case of 
you know, one of us listening to the song going, I don't like this, listening to it again going, oh no, I, I do like yeah. it. It's like, we literally started off this episode going, oh yeah, I like this song. I yeah. Think, well, I think, I, I said, I think I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to edit it so that it's actually me like cutting back to that because I can't be bothered. No. But... This, I don't know. I feel quite unsettled by this episode. <laughs> It's like that. It's like that bit in the silver chair song. Oh, that don't. just no. Which is like anyone else could hear something nice, but you hear something that gives you that reaction. <laughs> and again, like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, man, what an episode! I'm trying to think of like what's done that to me. That's made me go. That's something that's not terribly. That's not supposed to be terribly upsetting or whatnot, but it's just affected me. I should clarify, like, I'm not upset by this song. <laughs> I'm just upset by how quickly my brain has turned on itself and been like, no, I don't believe in this. I don't buy it. Like, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I mean, do we just call it? I think so. I feel like it's just going to be another half hour of me just saying, damn, um... Now let's watch a movie about tickle fetishists. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Um, what are we doing next week? So, I mean, we probably could have used a, a one this week, but we're doing Grenade <laughs> by, <laughs> by Bruno Mars, as covered by Memphis Made Fire for Punko's Pod. Punko's... <laughs> yeah, they covered it just for us. They covered it just for us. So Punko's Pod 5. For Punko's Pop 5. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, sorry for the past however long it's been. It's not even, we're not even at 40 minutes, so. At least it's relatively quick and painless, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, folks, Synergon is the answer. <laughs> Fuck.